we got part two of Sports Across America with Nick and Ryan here. Uh, and we're going to talk some NFL action. Last week, we actually did well in our picks. Um, as uh, And I was able to tie Ryan back up with my new strategy. And, yeah, we're both 15 and 14, I think above 500, possibly for the first time this year. Yes, it, it was a, it was a nice week for both of us. I only picked one wrong. You got all of your picks right, so uh, congratulations on that. And uh, yeah, the the Chiefs Patriots game that was a doozy. Yeah, uh, Patriots got got quite a lead, and then the Chiefs were able to come back and make it a exciting game. Yeah, it was high scoring in the forties, and New England. I basically picked them based off of their history of winning these big games and chiefs didn't, when they got down, they didn't Patrick Mahomes didn't uh, Mm -hmm. wasn't really sweating it. He helped the team get back in the game. Uh, What did you learn about Patrick Mahomes throughout this game? Uh, Is there something special about this guy other than, the fact that he's been throw, throwing touchdowns all year long, uh, made few mistakes. What kind of has he shown you in this game against New England? Um, he's 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 a solid player. He's really good. This is only his second year, and and he's shown no fear. He's got the he's got the Brett Favre gunslinger mentality with mm-hmm. the the Brett Favre. Uh, prone, you know, boneheaded plays, yeah. Um, <laughs> at least so far, and, 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 you know, in one one season, half of a season, that's what I'm seeing right now. And and that's really good to have have all of Brett Favre's positives and, and none of his weaknesses, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so he's I know, kind of, I know it's sorry. early to be comparing him to Brett Favre, but, you know, you, you got you to gotta bring in a, a big-time name, so. So people go, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he's basically the opposite of their starter last year, Alex Smith, where Alex Smith's not going to wow you with his arm, but he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. And it was kind of, do you really get rid of Alex Smith this early on in Patrick Mahomes' career? Um, and I, the answer is obviously yes at this point. Uh, I believe 18 touchdowns, four interceptions for Mahomes. He looked great. Obviously, the Patriots going into Foxborough is going to be tough for any young quarterback, but he he did what very few do, and he ended up um, looking great. And it was a very good, intense game, a playoff-type game. On the other side, Patriots get that win. Um, do you think the – Patriots will get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I know it's still early, but do you think that they still have that good likelihood now that they beat the Chiefs? Yeah, it's it's really gonna be hard for them not to get home field advantage. Um, if not, if not, have it up until the uh, you know the AFC uh, championship game. Um, they're yeah. gonna be they're gonna be one of the top two seeds. Like it's it's inevitable. They've got they've got weapons for Brady. They've got a running game. Their defense 
is playing better. Uh, I mean, I know they got they gave up forty points against the Chiefs, but everyone gives up forty points against the Chiefs, and yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's we're gonna see them. We're gonna see them dominate the AFC again. Um, we'll probably see the Chiefs stumble again here or there somewhere down the road. Their defense is pretty bad, so they're gonna need Mahomes to keep on putting forty points up. The problem with the Chiefs game is they were they they ended up trailing the the Patriots. They scored way too fast, and they gave Tom Brady um, like two or three minutes to to seal the deal and get in field goal range. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean Tom Brady did. Tom Brady things in that game. Uh, yeah, I just don't think the Patriots will give up home field advantage this year. And Patriots, every time they get home field advantage, they, they've, I don't think they've ever gone to the Super Bowl other than that first Super Bowl in 2001 without having home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs. So if they get it, it's not a it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to make the Super Bowl, but it does give them a very good shot to make it. So, yeah. um, so do you want to do you want me to talk about my Packers first, or do you want to talk about your Bucks first? Well, let's go let's go get with the Bucks since the Packers are on a bye, and we yeah. won't actually let's talk about the Packers since they're on a bye because we'll talk about the Bucks <laughs> more in uh, okay. along the way. Okay, so Green Bay ends up uh, – I was thinking this was a must-win game, and it definitely was. And I I was very discouraged about the fourth quarter. And like Tom Brady does Tom Brady things, Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things. Led the comeback uh, through a – Tying touchdown Devontae Adams and Mason Crosby made all of his field goals. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was good it to was see. Yes, it was very very much a redemption game for him. Uh hits the game winning field goal as time expires. And now the Packers are three, two, and one. And in the standings as of right now, which don't really matter, but matter to me because I want them to be at least in a playoff spot going into the bye week, which they are. They got the sixth seed right now. And I'm – the Bears might start falling apart. The Vikings, I'm not sure what they're going to do. But we'll see. This is going to be a tough one down the road for the division. But, yeah, the Packers came back in a big way, and that was an awesome uh, comeback. But they need to start playing four quarters instead of – two quarters, one and a half quarters. They need to start playing all four quarters because as soon as Rodgers gets going, the defense kind of slows down and starts giving up big plays. As soon as the defense starts playing well, then the offense can't move the ball. So they need to start playing four quarters because they got the Rams after the bye. They got the Patriots the week after in the big primetime game. Um, so they need to play four quarters, and hopefully them getting – they can get Randall Cobb back after the bye week. They can get Allison back, Geronimo Allison. They can get uh, some of their defensive players that have been dinged up back after that bye week, and they can start looking like a complete team. 
And then the on the 49ers hand, they they still have a young team. It's everything's going to be hard without your actual starting quarterback, but CJ Beathard actually looked pretty good in this game except for giving up that late interception to Kevin King uh on their side of the field when they had a chance to win it. Um and then Marquise Goodwin was flying. He had some injuries. He was looking like the track star that he is and scored a with two touchdowns. So, um, Ryan, do you think that the Packers have a shot of winning the division? Um, Bears took a loss. The Vikings did win, but they're still kind of – everybody's still – kind of jostling for position there right yeah it's it's uh it's definitely an interesting division because you even have the lions that are kind of competing at the bottom Mm -hmm. they're not they're not they're not the pushover um this is a good time to to have a bye week for the packers because they are a little dinged up uh aaron Rodgers did look a little uh hurt in the game he had he Mm -hmm. he fell down and he was he was favoring his his ankle and it looked like you know, he might have re-aggravated it. But um, Aaron Rodgers is a soldier. He never wavered. He, you know, he uh, made some incredible throws. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, they definitely have a shot to win the division. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, you always have a shot. Um, it was good to see uh, Clay Matthews get a sack and not get a foul called on him. It was also nice to see that during that late drive, they actually gave a penalty or gave a um, – someone hit Rogers low from behind in the back of the knees, and he actually got a flag in his favor. And I know that, uh, that everybody was like, oh, he's going to get favored calls. And he, that was his actually the first one that actually went in his favor. So I was happy to see the refs made a good call for once. But, right. um, yeah, so Clay Matthews, get like you said, gets a sack without getting a penalty. And speaking of that, do you think the referees have kind of gotten the point or the NFL has gotten the point about all these soft flag hits? Because I don't see as many happening this week or do you feel like it's still the same um and just not they're not making a, as big of a deal about it? it it's crazy because they'll flag someone for something that doesn't look that egregious and then you see in the oakland seattle game amari cooper get targeted gets knocked out of the game literally knocked out unconscious and they yeah. don't call a flag on the play it's like um you You've got to be able – that's – you've got to be able to know when to call these these calls. And obviously the refs don't have the best idea of, you know, understanding of, of, of this the, – the scope of this this penalty. Um, right. Right. What, but, it's but, subjective. Yeah. It's – yeah, it's, it's sometimes right. they call it, sometimes they don't. It's up to the – whoever is the referee, you know, to, to make that call right. and – and it feels like in college that they're actually going above and beyond to try and uh, uh, look at the targeting penalties there, at least from what I've seen, is that they will go and look at everything that even resembles a targeting penalty and review it. 
Um, and the NFL doesn't seem to do that nearly as much. And like you said, they're kind of picking and choosing when to throw those flags. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's got, it's might've toned down, but yeah, it's kind of, they need to definitely go in the off season, reevaluate everything. Yeah. So we had talked about the Bucks. Let's talk about the return of Jameis Winston um, and the return of and, yeah. and the return of the Falcons. They, they, they welcomed Jameis back after the bye week. We, uh, the, uh, the Bucks defense looked abysmal, as usual. Uh, Mike Smith was fired after the bye week, which is kind yeah. of crazy. They, they should have fired him before the bye week. Then they could have had a new coordinator help, you know, try to attempt to fix the defensive woes. But they, they decided to stick with Smith. They play the Falcons. The Falcons torch them uh, yeah. like 500 yards of offense. The, you know, the Falcons get a much needed win. They get their second win of the season. The Bucks, um, they had, they had moments late in the game where the offense, you know, finally started to wake up, but as Buccaneer usual, a little too little, too late, they end up, uh, being stalled at like the five yard line where they end up losing the game and typical buck game. They, they, they start pushing the gas um, right when the, 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 the race is finished. Yeah. Jameis Winston ended up having good numbers, uh, almost 400 yards. He had four touchdowns, but those two interceptions kind um, of got them. Uh, yeah. What do you do with Jameis Winston at this point? <laughs> What do you, you do with them? You write them out uh, for the rest of the season, um, and then you you reevaluate at that point because I'm I'm going to assume we're going to see a, a coaching change with the Bucks. Um, with a coaching change, we might see a new regime try and draft a quarterback. Mm. Um, I I just don't know. Um, I, I do know that Jameis is looking like the better quarterback between him and Mariota, but that's not saying much at this point. Yeah, Mariota kind of has his own issues, and he's still he's using his intangibles to help the team win, but he's also losing a lot of games, helping the team lose a lot of games as well. Right. So either way, um, by the end of the season, we're going to see if that draft that draft class was really um, worth it because I feel like after this they might start giving up on both those quarterbacks. Both the Bucs and the Titans might give up on those All right, quarterbacks. Nick. All right, Nick. We, we got to get into something a little more serious. Do you know what month it is? It's October, my friend. You are incorrect. It is actually Brock-tober. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to – so it was Fitzmagic September – now it's Brocktober, and we'll see <laughs> who the quarterback is in November um, of both of those teams. Um, but yeah, so he led this. He led the Dolphins to a win. Yeah, so so it's interesting because before the game, there was no talk of Tannehill missing any action. There was no talk of an injury. There was no talk of you know Brock Osweiler getting the the start. 
And then I, I'm watching the red zone and I see Brock Osweiler score a touchdown for the Dolphins. And I'm, I'm scrambling on Instagram, on Twitter, on, on news feeds. I'm seeing what happened with Tannehill. And he was, he was just a scratch before the game. There was uh, apparently a lingering shoulder injury that the Dolphins hadn't reported. And um, Brock Osweiler it has been the backup. Uh, didn't really expect to see Brock Osweiler. Definitely didn't expect to see Osweiler win a game. Extremely definitely didn't ex- expect them to beat the Bears. Uh, yep. All sorts of surprises came out of that game. Um, and now he's, he's, he's having a second start. Uh, Tannehill is out again against the Detroit Lions. Um, it is a home game for Miami. Um, Detroit is coming off their bye week. They've got plenty of time to prepare for the Dolphins. I don't know if they're preparing for Brock Osweiler, but we'll see. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm as shocked as anyone else that he was able to get that win. Yeah, I think everybody was a little bit uh, taken back by Brock Osweiler. <laughs> um, not only getting the start, but also beating a red-hot Chicago Bears team, 31-28. Uh, to 28. That was awesome because I got to see – a lot of Bears fans on social media uh, c- complaining and being petrified by the fact that they just lost to Brock Osweiler and that their defense didn't look it as good as it had uh, for most of the season. So, and yes. I appreciate it. The Bears yes. taking the loss to Brock Osweiler as well. Yes, they. And, um, the Dolphins' defense, or um, I'm sorry, the Dolphins' offensive line prevented Khalil Mack from having any sort of impact in that game, which was, which was huge. We also had a great performance by uh, the immortal one, Frank Gore. And yeah, fast Albert, two great long screen passes. He took 40 and 70 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, it was, it was great to see the Miami boy, Frank Gore having looking like he just, found the fountain of youth and he had a great game like you said um yeah, so do you think does this give you confidence for possibly making a playoff run for the dolphins see now now the dolphins are a strange team when they had mentioned that Tannehill got hurt in the oakland game and that he's been nursing this shoulder injury and when he gained, when he came into the patriots game he looked off um, the next week he looked off. So I'm not sure if it's because of the injury. I'm not sure what's going on with Tannehill. Um, the defense has definitely performed better than I expected. Um, we've got playmakers on offense. It, the, the Dolphins are just one of those unknowns. I'm, I'm just not sure what to make of that team. Well, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They're playing the Lions this or tomorrow. They're playing the Texans. They're playing the Jets the next three games. Those are all winnable games uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, Then they got Packers, and obviously we're going to have fun with that game uh, that week on our podcast. Then they got the Colts, winnable game. Uh, Bills, winnable game. Patriots, obviously, are going to be tough. Vikings might be tough. Jags might be tough. And then they got the Bills again. So – this team, in theory, could win one, two, three, possibly the Packers, depending on how they look. So, But I'll say four, five, six, 
six games. That's ten. That could be ten and six at the end of the year. That could could get them into the playoffs. Um, so yeah, the Dolphins are up and down, but uh, getting a big win over Chicago goes a long way, especially in their confidence. And Frank Gore, I think, is just playing some of his better football at the end of his career here. Yeah, a hundred yard game for him. So so good for the Dolphins. And uh, yeah, they've they've got a tough game, um, you know, against a, a a fresh and rested Lions team. But uh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's jump right into the the, the pickums. Um, well, can we we were gonna do a Thursday night recap, and let's do that real quick. Oh, I'll that's right. It. We had I'll a recap. <laughs> yeah, Thursday night game. Uh, there was a Thursday night game. I guess in theory there was. Uh, let me recap it really quick. Josh Rosen is not a great quarterback. And he, out of all the quarterbacks picked in the first round, he was kind of the guy that I'm like, this guy is probably not going to pan out. Um, because I just thought – I thought he was put in the best situation, mostly because he has Larry Fitzgerald there to help him out. But he was kind of came out in the draft uh, out of UCLA very arrogant – he went into UCLA being the number one rated quarterback in uh, in high school f- football and then came out of the draft, into the draft as being a top one of the top rated quarterbacks, obviously. And I just don't believe he's going to pan out for the Cardinals, uh, especially now they lost the Broncos and still early in his career. I understand that, but uh, Broncos whooped them 45 to 10. What do you think of Josh Rosen? Uh, potential for I think the rest he's, I, of his career. Yeah, I, I think I think he's got potential. Uh, the Cardinals are a mess. Their offensive line didn't give him any time. I mean, he 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 had a whole bunch of costly turnovers, but uh, you know th- there was not much time for him to make any any sound, reasonable decisions. Um, it was just it was just an onslaught by the Broncos uh, all all game, and. Uh, He'll have better performances, maybe not this year. Maybe when when that team improves a little bit, he's got playmakers. Uh, I've it's not seen enough of him to to consider him a bad pick yet. All these rookie quarterbacks ups and downs, so we yeah. we just we just don't know yet. Although, yeah, he is trending down. Uh, that was a bad performance. Yeah, uh, I just feel like. I know I saw Sam Darnold in week one have a good performance. Saw Baker Mayfield when he got uh, in for his first action. He had a good performance. Um, Saw a couple other. Josh Allen had a good performance against the Vikings. I don't think Josh Rosen is going to have one of those performances that makes you sit there and go, huh, maybe he has has something there. Um, I just don't think I'm going to see that out of him this year. can say maybe it's a team or maybe it's him, but I just don't think that he's – I just think that he's the one that I'm sure is going to be a bust. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing with me. But that's just my opinion. Maybe he'll surprise me. I've been wrong before, and I'll probably be wrong again. But something I wasn't wrong about last week was pick em. And here we go into our pick em this week. So we got Browns at – Buccaneers, uh, what what are you thinking? Do you think the Browns 
can knock off your Bucks. The Browns could definitely knock off my Bucks. The, the Bucks defense is bad. As we mentioned, Mike Smith got fired. A new bu- uh, coordinator came in. I think his name is Duffner. Um, and uh, the, the Browns just got whooped by the Chargers. Um, Baker definitely got banged up a little bit. He, he didn't have his best performance. The whole was Browns team didn't have a good performance. A good game for them to rebound. But the, at the same time, this could be a good game for the Bucks to rebound. It is a home game for Tampa. Um, the Browns defense isn't anything special either. I, I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, like, sloppy game. And I, I, I see the Bucks eking out a win. Um, but it's not going to be impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a pretty sloppy matchup. I'm going to take the Bucks here, too. Uh, I think that they can rebound. And like you said, it's going to be close. And next game is Lions at Dolphins. And Dolphins obviously are going to be pretty high on themselves after that Bears game. Lions uh, coming out of a bye week. They beat the Packers, who have been obviously trouble for them in the past. So both of them are going to have some confidence coming in. Uh, it's in Miami. Uh, I, I'm i sorry, but I think the Lions come in there and knock off the Dolphins just because I feel like Dolphins are up and down team. And obviously the Lions are too, but Lions have a really good passing game and Brock Osweiler, I am not, I am not sold on Brocktober. Sorry to say that, but I think the Lions have a better passing game and are just couple, kind of just a few wins away from really possibly getting back into this division picture in the North and making it a four-team race. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have faith in Brock Osweiler either. Um, what I do know is that the Dolphins have a good uh, secondary, and that's the strength of the Lions. So it's going to be strength versus strength. Um, however, the Lions have a bad rush defense, and I'm expecting to see a healthy dose of Frank Gore and maybe even some Kenyon Drake sightings. Um, I think the I think the running backs will thrive against the Lions. I don't think we'll have to rely on uh, Osweiler too much unless the Lions take an early lead and yeah. you know, we revert to we have to resort to, to throwing the ball uh, I'm going to pick the Dolphins in this one because of the home game and um, and hopefully the, the change of quarterbacks messes up the, the Lions schemes for planning against the Dolphins I think the Lions run game is also improved um, so I think the Lions could have a very it could be an offensive game. It could. It's going to be a surprising game. I think either way, you're going to look at the numbers after the game, the box score, and be like, this person had this many yards, this many touches. It's going to be very uh, weird stats in this game, I feel like. Um, but then you got the Patriots against the Bears. I think we're both going to go Patriots on this one. Uh I'm definitely hoping the Patriots can knock off the Bears, but 
We'll see. We'll see. This is going to show whether or not the Bears are actually a legit team and that defense is actually legit, obviously. And Tom Brady might – I don't know. This this one's definitely going to be – I think you and me out of any game other than – obviously you're going to watch the Dolphins in the box, but I think this is probably going to be the most intriguing to both of us just because of the uh, Bears, Patriots, both of our teams kind of going up against them uh, in division play. So, what are your thoughts on the Patriots in this game? You think yeah, this is Tom, Tom Brady against Khalil Mack and that rush, uh, pass rush? Yeah, this is an important game for both teams. Um, the Patriots want to stay hot. The Bears want to get back on track. That defense did not look good against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins have not had the greatest of offenses, at, you know, through six games. But mm-hmm. – um, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the Bears are going to have to figure some things out. Trubisky's actually looked better than expected. Um, can that continue? I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of the Patriots, just like they're going to throw all sorts of different looks at the Bears. We might see a Josh Gordon sighting. Hell, we might even see Gronk do something. He's been quiet yeah. um, at, at the start of the season. He's definitely been quiet. Fantasy owners have not been happy with his performance being that top tight end. And we'll see what he can do. But, yeah, that is a good point. Gronk has not done a whole heck of a lot. And you're kind of expecting him down the stretch to start making big plays. And it might get going against the Bears. They do have a uh, Roquan Smith. Who knows who's actually going to be covering Gronk, if they're going to put a corner on him, if they're going to put a linebacker on him what the deal is going to be there. But, yeah, Patriots seem like the safe pick here. Um, and I'm hoping that this is the one time I'm probably going to root for the Patriots. Well, until they play the Vikings, then I'll root for them again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm picking the Patriots in this one too. I would like to see the Bears have a decent performance against them. Um. I'm. I just don't know what to expect now. Now that the now that the Bears have lost to the 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 Dolphins, I I just don't know. I I think that the luster has has left their, their you know their name. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I think the Bears could rebound, but we'll see. I hope they fall off, but we'll see what happens with them, and then. Drew Brees coming out of a bye week with the Saints, going up against the Ravens. Do you think this could turn into a potential shootout, or do you think Joe Flacco just doesn't have the firepower to run with New Orleans? Oh, this can definitely be a shootout. Um, Interesting note about this game is the Ravens are the only team that Drew Brees has um, never beaten. So he's okay. 0-4 in his lifetime against the Ravens. This might be one of his last attempts to actually get a win against them. He's beaten yeah. every other team in the NFL, including the Saints, when he was on the Chargers. Um, so this could be a motivation game for, for Breeze, but the Ravens' defense is strong. It's a home game for the Ravens. Joe Flacco is no slouch, and the Saints' defense is bad. A lot of these signs point towards the Ravens uh, potentially slowing down the Saints, but I'm still picking the Saints. <laughs> uh, do you know 
that that was a good stat. Do you know any other quarterback? Now there might be two, but I know one of them for sure. You know the other quarterback who's beaten all other thirty-two teams. I know Brett Favre is one. I'm not sure if Manning did it or not. Yeah, that's so. I know a hundred percent that Brett Favre. Very good, Ryan. Very good. You know your stuff. Yes, Brett Favre did do it. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look up to see whether or not Peyton Manning um, did it. Because I don't know if he beat all those teams. I think he did actually do it because he would have beaten the Colts when he was with the Broncos. And then um, I think he was at where when he was with the Colts that he had actually beaten every other team except the Colts, and then he did it with the Broncos. So I think those are the only two that have actually done that. And right. then if, if Drew Brees is able to accomplish that, that would be a fun and interesting feat. But, yes, yeah, Saints, I think the Saints are rolling right now. They're probably going to run through the Ravens. Um, Joe Flacco might make it interesting, but Joe Flacco might make it uninteresting as well. Agreed. Um, so last game. Got the Bengals against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, the Chiefs, I'm worried about their defense. I think it's a pretty easy defense to expose. Um, but Patrick Mahomes has looked so good. But you can't really rely on a second-year quarterback every week. Um, Bengals, what are your thoughts on Cincinnati? Yeah, the, the Bengals are hot right now. They, they're, they're hot because they feel like they should have won against the Steelers. That They, they felt like they got uh, gypped from a call that helped Antonio Brown break free for the potential game-winning touchdown. Um, you know, they, they had only experienced one loss prior to that game, and uh, they had been looking pretty good uh, on, all, on all aspects of football, offense, defense, special teams. Um, so they're hungry. The, the chiefs are, are, are looking for a bounce back game too. This will be interesting. It's in Kansas city, which I think gives the chiefs a slight edge. Um, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pick the chiefs on this one. Uh, just cause I trust Mahomes more than I trust Dalton. Okay. I'm, I'm debating in this one. I think uh, I think I'm going to go Cincinnati Bengals in this one. Oh. And I do feel like the Bengals have enough firepower. And I do think as much as you want to trust the young quarterback, uh, I still think Andy Dalton does have veteran experience. He does have the connection with A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, when he plays, looks good. Uh, their offense has a lot of firepower, and Chiefs could get in a, another shootout once again. But I'm taking Cincinnati to uh, win this one uh, over Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, which Arrowhead Stadium is a raucous place. But we'll see. I think Cincinnati could knock off the Chiefs. And only bad thing about that is it gives New England pretty much the number one seed. And kind of knocks the Chiefs out of the, getting that honor for themselves. But we're going to have to see. It's going to be an interesting weekend of baseball, some NBA action. 
college football. Going to have, obviously, NFL action tomorrow. And then uh, probably should talk a little bit more about the NHL next week. And also in the coming weeks, we're going to have college basketball action, which I'm looking forward to. So anything you want to add before we sign off here? Uh, no, no, that we, we wrapped it up pretty well today. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be yeah. back next week. Appreciate your time. Have a good one. Yep. Take it easy. We got part two of sports across America with Nick and Ryan here. Uh, and we're going to talk some NFL action last week. We actually did well in our picks. Um, as, uh, and I was able to tie Ryan back up with my new strategy and yeah, we're both 15 and 14, I think above 500 possibly for the first time this year. Yes. And- it, it was a, it was a nice week for both of us. I only picked one wrong. You got all of your picks, right? So, uh, congratulations on that. And, uh, yeah, the, the chiefs Patriots game, that was a doozy. Yeah. Uh, Patriots got got quite a lead and then the chiefs were able to come back and make it a exciting game. Yeah. It was high scoring in the forties and new England. I basically picked them based off of their history of winning these big games and chiefs didn't, when they got down, they didn't Patrick Mahomes didn't, uh, Mm -hmm. Wasn't really sweating it. He helped the team get back in the game. Uh, what did you learn about Patrick Mahomes throughout this game? Uh, is there something special about this guy other than the fact that he's been throw- throwing touchdowns all year long, uh, made few mistakes? What kind of sh- has he shown you in this game against New England? Um, he's He's – He's a solid player. He's really good. This is only his second year, and and he's shown no fear. He's got the he's got the Brett Favre gunslinger mentality with mm-hmm. the the Brett Favre uh, prone you know boneheaded plays. Yeah, um, <laughs> at least so far, and 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 you know in one one season, half of a season, that's what I'm seeing right now, and and that's really good to have have all of Brett Favre's positives and, and none of his weaknesses. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so he's I know, kind of, I know it's sorry. early that we comparing him to Brett Favre, but you know, you, you gotta, you gotta bring in a, a big time name. So, so people go, Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically the opposite of their starter last year, Alex Smith where Alex Smith's not going to wow you with his arm, but he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. And it was kind of, do you really get rid of Alex Smith this early on in Patrick Mahomes' career? Um, And the answer is obviously yes at this point. Uh, I believe 18 touchdowns, four interceptions for Mahomes. He looked great. Obviously, the Patriots going into Foxborough is going to be tough for any young quarterback, but he, he did what very few do and he ended up um, looking great. And it was a very good, intense game, a playoff type game. 
On the other side, Patriots get that win. Um, do you think the Patriots will get home field advantage throughout the playoffs? I know it's still early, but do you think that they still have that good likelihood now that they beat the Chiefs? Yeah, it's it's really going to be hard for them not to get home field advantage. Um if not, if not have it up until the, uh, you know, the AFC uh, championship game, um, they're going to be, they're going to be one of the top two seeds. Like it's, it's inevitable. They've got, they've got weapons for Brady. They've got a running game. Their defense is playing better. Uh, I mean, I know they got, they gave up 40 points against the chiefs, but everyone gives up 40 points against the chiefs. And yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's we're gonna see them. We're gonna see them dominate the AFC again. Um, we'll probably see the Chiefs stumble again here or there somewhere down the road. Their defense is pretty bad, so they're gonna need Mahomes to keep on putting forty points up. The problem with the Chiefs game is they were they they ended up trailing the the Patriots. They scored way too fast, and they gave Tom Brady. Um, like two or three minutes to to seal the deal and get in field goal range. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I mean, Tom Brady did Tom Brady things in that game. Uh, yeah, I just don't think the Patriots will give up home field advantage this year. And Patriots, every time they get home field advantage, they they've I don't think they've ever gone to the Super Bowl other than that first Super Bowl in 2001 without having home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs. So if they get it, it's not a it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to make the Super Bowl, but it does give them a very good shot to make it. So, yeah. um, so. Do you want to? Do you want me to talk about my Packers first, or do you want to talk about your Bucks first? Well, let's go. Let's go get with the Bucks since the Packers are on a bye, and we yep. won't. Actually, let's talk about the Packers since they're on a bye because we'll talk about the Bucks <laughs> more in uh, okay. along the way. Okay, so Green Bay ends up. Uh, I was thinking this was a must-win game, and it definitely was, <laughs> and. I I was very discouraged about the fourth quarter. And like Tom Brady does Tom Brady things, Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things. Led the comeback uh, through a tying touchdown, Devontae Adams, and Mason Crosby made all of his field goals. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was good it to was see. Yes, it was very, very much a redemption game for him. Uh, hits the game-winning field goal as time expires, and now the Packers are three, two, and one. And in the standings as of right now, which don't really matter, but matter to me because I want them to be at least in a playoff spot going into the bye week, which they are. They got the sixth seed right now, and I'm the Bears might start falling apart. The Vikings, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but we'll see. This is going to be a tough one down the road for the division. But, yeah, the Packers came back in a big way, and that was an awesome uh, comeback. But they need to start playing four quarters instead of two quarters, one and a half quarters. They need to start playing all four quarters because as soon as Rodgers gets going, the defense kind of slows down. 
and starts giving up big plays. As soon as the defense starts playing well, then the offense can't move the ball. So they need to start playing four quarters because they got the Ram after the bye. They got the Patriots the week after in the big primetime game. Um, so they need to play four quarters, and hopefully them getting – they can get Randall Cobb back after the bye week. They can get Allison back, Geronimo Allison. They can get uh, some of their defensive players that have been dinged up back after that bye week, and they can start looking like a complete team. And then the on the 49ers' hand, they they still have a young team. It's Everything's going to be hard without your actual starting quarterback, but C.J. Beathard – actually looked pretty good in this game, except for giving up that late interception to Kevin King uh, on their side of the field when they had a chance to win it. Um, And then Marquise Goodwin was flying. He had some injuries. He was looking like the track star that he is and scored a two touchdowns. So, um, Ryan, do you think that the Packers have – a shot of winning the division. Um, Bears took a loss. The Vikings did win, but they're still kind of – everybody's still kind of jostling for position there. Right, yeah. It's it's uh, it's definitely an interesting division because you even have the Lions that are kind of competing at the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're not – they're not, they're not the, a pushover. Um this is a good time to, to have a bye week for the Packers because they are a little dinged up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did look a little uh, hurt in the game. He had he, he mm. fell down and he was he was favoring his, his ankle and it looked like, you know, he might have re-aggravated it. But um, Aaron Rodgers is a soldier. He never wavered. He, you know, he uh, made some incredible throws. Um and, uh, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, they definitely have a shot to win the division. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, you always have a shot. Um, it was good to see uh, Clay Matthews get a sack and not get a foul called on him. It was also nice to see that during that late drive, they actually gave a penalty or gave a um, – someone hit Rodgers low from behind in the back of the knees, and he actually got a – flag in his favor and I know that uh, that everybody was like oh he's gonna get favored calls and he, that was his actually the first one that actually went in his favor so I was happy to see the refs made a good call for once but right. um, yeah so Clay Matthews get like you said gets a sack without getting a penalty and Speaking of that, do you think the referees have kind of gotten the point or the NFL has gotten the point about all these soft flag hits? Because I don't see as many happening this week. Or do you feel like it's still the same um, and just not they're not making a, as big of a deal about it? it? It's crazy because they'll flag someone for something that doesn't look that egregious. And then you see in the Oakland – Seattle game, Amari Cooper get targeted, gets knocked out of the game, literally knocked out unconscious, and they yeah. don't call a flag on the play. It's like um, you, you've got to be able. To, that's you've got to be able to know when to call these make these calls. And obviously, the refs don't have the best idea of 
you know, understanding of, of, of this, the, the scope of this, this penalty. Um, right. Right. What, what, it's but subjective. Perhaps, it's yeah. It's it's sometimes right. they call it, sometimes they don't. It's up to the whoever is the referee, you know, to, to make that call. Right. And and it feels like in college that they're actually going above and beyond to try and uh, uh, look at the targeting penalties. There, at least from what I've seen, is that they will go and look at everything that even resembles a targeting penalty and review it, um, and the NFL doesn't seem to do that nearly as much. And like you said, they're kind of picking and choosing when to throw those flags. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's got – it's might have toned down, but, yeah, it's kind of – they need to definitely go in the offseason, reevaluate everything. Yeah, so – we had talked about the Bucks. Let's talk about the return of Jameis Winston um, and the return of and, yeah. and the return of the Falcons. They, they, they welcomed Jameis back after the bye week. We, uh, the, uh, the Bucks defense looked abysmal, as usual. Uh, Mike Smith was fired after the bye week, which is kind yeah. of crazy. They, they should have fired him. Before the bye week, then they could have had a new coordinator help, you know, try to attempt to fix the defensive woes. But they they decided to stick with Smith. They play the Falcons. The Falcons torch them uh, yeah. like 500 yards of offense. The you know the Falcons get a much needed win. They get their second win of the season. The Bucks. Um, they had they had moments late in the game where the offense, you know, finally started to wake up. But as Buccaneer usual, a little too little, too late, they end up uh, being stalled at like the five yard line where they end up losing the game. And typical Buck game, they 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 start pushing the gas um, right when the the, the the race is finished. Yeah, Jameis Winston ended up having good numbers, uh, almost 400 yards. He had four touchdowns, but those two interceptions um, kind of got them. Uh, yeah, what do you do with Jameis Winston at this point? What you, do you do with him? You write him out uh, for the rest of the season, um, and then you you reevaluate at that point because I'm I'm going to assume we're going to see a, a coaching change with the Bucks. Um, with the coaching change, we might see a new regime try and draft a quarterback. Mm. Um, I I just don't know. Um, I, I do know that Jameis is looking like the better quarterback between him and Mariota, but that's not saying much at this point. Yeah, Mariota kind of has his own issues, and he's still he's using his intangibles to help the team win, but he's also – losing a lot of games, helping the team lose a lot of games as well. Right. So, either way, um, by the end of the season, we're going to see if that draft – that draft class was really um, worth it because I feel like after this, they might start giving up on both those quarterbacks. Both the Bucks and the Titans might give up on those All quarterbacks. Right, Nick. All right, Nick, we, we got to get into something a little more serious. Do you know what month it is? It's October, my friend. You are incorrect. It is actually Brock 
October. Oh my lord. <laughs> That's right. Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna so it was Fitz Magic September. Now it's Brocktober. And we'll <laughs> see who the quarterback is in November um of both of those teams. Um but yeah, so he led this he led the Dolphins to a win. Yeah, so so it's interesting because before the game there was no talk of Tannehill missing any action. There was no talk of an injury. There was no talk of, you know, Brock Osweiler getting the, the start. And then I, I'm watching the red zone and I see Brock Osweiler score a touchdown for the Dolphins. And I'm, I'm scrambling on Instagram, on Twitter, on, on news feeds. I'm seeing what happened with Tannehill. And he was, he was just a scratch before the game. There was uh, apparently a lingering shoulder injury that the Dolphins hadn't reported. And, um, Brock Osweiler it has been the backup. Uh, didn't really expect to see Brock Osweiler. Definitely didn't expect to see Osweiler win a game. Extremely definitely didn't ex- expect them to beat the Bears. Uh, yep. All sorts of surprises came out of that game. Um, and now he's, he's, he's having a second start. Uh, Tannehill is out again against the Detroit Lions. Um, it is a home game for Miami. Um, Detroit is coming off their bye week. They've got plenty of time to prepare for the Dolphins. I don't know if they're preparing for Brock Osweiler, but we'll see. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm as shocked as anyone else that he was able to get that win. Yeah, I think everybody was a little bit uh, taken back by Brock Osweiler. <laughs> um, not only getting the start, but also beating a red-hot Chicago Bears team, uh, 31 to 28. That was awesome because I got to see a lot of Bears fans on social media uh, c- complaining and being petrified by the fact that they just lost to Brock Osweiler and that their defense didn't look it as good as it had uh, for most of the season. So, and yes. I appreciate it. The Bears yes. taking the loss to Brock Osweiler as well. Yes, they. And, um, the Dolphins' defense, or um, I'm sorry, the Dolphins' offensive line prevented Khalil Mack from having any sort of impact in that game, which was which was huge. We also had a great performance by uh, the immortal one, Frank Gore, and yeah, Fast Albert, two great long screen passes. He took forty and seventy yards for a touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great to see the Miami boy Frank Gore having looking like he just uh, found the fountain of youth, and he had a great game, like you said. Um, yeah, so, do you think does this give you confidence for possibly making a playoff run for the Dolphins? See now, now the Dolphins are a strange team. When they had mentioned that Tannehill got hurt in the Oakland game. And he's been nursing this shoulder injury. And when he gained, when he came into the Patriots game, he looked off. Um, the next week, he looked off. So I'm not sure if it's because of the injury. I'm not sure what's going on with Tannehill. Um, the defense has definitely performed better than I expected. Um, we've got playmakers on offense. It, the The Dolphins are just one of those unknowns. I'm I'm just not sure what to make of that team. Well, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They're playing the Lions this or tomorrow. They're playing the Texans. They're playing the Jets. 
the next three games. Those are all winnable games uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, then they got Packers, and obviously we're going to have fun with that game uh, that week on our podcast. Then they got the Colts, winnable game. Uh, Bills, winnable game. Patriots, obviously, are going to be tough. Vikings might be tough. Jags might be tough. And then they got the Bills again. So this team, in theory, could win one, two, three, possibly the Packers, depending on how they look. So, But I'll say four, five, six, six games. That's ten. That could be ten and six at the end of the year. That could could get them into the playoffs. Um, so yeah, the Dolphins are up and down, but uh, getting a big win over Chicago goes a long way, especially in their confidence. And Frank Gore, I think, is just playing some of his better football at the end of his career here. Yeah, a hundred yard game for him. So so good for the Dolphins. And uh, yeah, they've they've got a tough game, um, you know, against a, a a fresh and rested Lions team. But uh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's jump right into the the, the pickums. Um, well, can we we were gonna do a Thursday night recap, and let's do that real quick. Oh, I'll that's right. It. We had I'll a recap. <laughs> yeah, Thursday night game. Uh, there was a Thursday night game. I guess in theory there was. Uh, let me recap it really quick. Josh Rosen is not a great quarterback. And he, out of all the quarterbacks picked in the first round, he was kind of the guy that I'm like, this guy is probably not going to pan out. Um, because I just thought – I thought he was put in the best situation, mostly because he has Larry Fitzgerald there to help him out. But he was kind of came out in the draft uh, out of UCLA very arrogant – he went into UCLA being the number one rated quarterback in uh, in high school f- football and then came out of the draft, into the draft as being a top one of the top rated quarterbacks, obviously. And I just don't believe he's going to pan out for the Cardinals, uh, especially now they lost the Broncos and still early in his career. I understand that, but uh, Broncos whooped them 45 to 10. What do you think of Josh Rosen? Uh, potential for I think the rest he's, I, of his career. Yeah, I, I think I think he's got potential. Uh, the Cardinals are a mess. Their offensive line didn't give him any time. I mean, he 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 had a whole bunch of costly turnovers, but uh, you know th- there was not much time for him to make any any sound, reasonable decisions. Um, it was just it was just an onslaught by the Broncos uh, all all game, and. Uh, He'll have better performances, maybe not this year. Maybe when when that team improves a little bit, he's got playmakers. Uh, I've it's not seen enough of him to to consider him a bad pick yet. All these rookie quarterbacks ups and downs. So we yeah. we just we just don't know yet. Although, yeah, he is trending down. Uh, that was a bad performance. Yeah, uh, I just feel like. I know I saw Sam Darnold in week one have a good performance. Saw Baker Mayfield when he got uh, in for his first action. He had a good performance. Um, saw a couple other. Josh Allen had a good performance against the Vikings. I don't think Josh Rosen is going to have one of those performances that makes you sit there and go, huh, maybe he has has something there. 
Um, I just don't think I'm going to see that out of him this year. And you can say maybe it's the team or maybe it's him, but I just don't think that he's – I just think that he's the one that I'm sure is going to be a bust. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing with me. But that's just my opinion. Maybe he'll surprise me. I've been wrong before, and I'll probably be wrong again. But something I wasn't wrong about last week was pick him. And here we go into our pick him this week. So we got Browns at Buccaneers. Uh, what what are you thinking? Do you think the Browns can knock off your Bucks? The Browns could definitely knock off my Bucks. The the Bucks defense is bad. As we mentioned, Mike Smith got fired. A new uh, coordinator came in. I think his name is Duffner. Um, and uh, the the Browns just got whooped by the Chargers. Um, Baker definitely got banged up a little bit. He he didn't have his best performance. The whole was Browns team didn't have a good performance. A good game for them to rebound. But the, at the same time, this could be a good game for the Bucks to rebound. It is a home game for Tampa. Um, the Browns defense isn't anything special either. I I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. I think this is going to be a low scoring, like sloppy game. And I I, I see the Bucks eking out a win. Um, but it's not going to be impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a pretty sloppy matchup. I'm going to take the Bucks here too. Uh, I think that they can rebound, and like you said, it's going to be close. And next game is Lions at Dolphins. And Dolphins obviously are going to be pretty high on themselves after that Bears game. Lions uh, coming out of a bye week. They beat the Packers, who have been obviously trouble for them in the past. So both of them are going to have some confidence coming in. Uh, it's in Miami. Uh, I, I'm i sorry, but I think the Lions come in there and knock off the Dolphins just because I feel like Dolphins are an up-and-down team. And obviously the Lions are too, but – Lions have a really good passing game, and Brock Osweiler. I'm I'm not sold on Brocktober. Sorry to say that, but I think the Lions have a better passing game and are just couple, kind of just a few wins away from really possibly getting back into this division picture in the North and making it a four-team race. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have faith in Brock Osweiler either. Um, what I do know is that the Dolphins have a good uh, secondary, and that's the strength of the Lions. So it's going to be strength versus strength. Um, however, the Lions have a bad rush defense, and I'm expecting to see a healthy dose of Frank Gore and maybe even some Kenyon Drake sightings. Um, I think the I think the running backs will thrive against the Lions. I don't think we'll have to rely on. Uh, Osweiler too much unless the Lions take an early lead and yeah. we revert to we have to resort to, to throwing the ball uh, I'm going to pick the Dolphins in this one because of the home game and um, and hopefully the, the change of quarterbacks messes up the, the Lions schemes for planning against the Dolphins I think the Lions run game is also 
improved. Um, so I think the Lions could have a very – it could be an offensive game. It could. It's going to be a surprising game. I think the, either way, you're going to look at the numbers after the game, the box score, and be like, this person had this many yards, this many ha- touches. It's going to be very uh, weird stats in this game, I feel like. Um, but then you got the Patriots against the Bears. I think we're both going to go Patriots on this one. Uh, I'm definitely hoping the Patriots can knock off the Bears. But we'll see. We'll see. This is going to show whether or not the Bears are actually a legit team and that defense is actually legit, obviously. And Tom Brady might – I don't know. This, this one's definitely going to be – I think you and me out of any game other than obviously you're going to watch the Dolphins in the box. But I think this is probably going to be the most – Intriguing to both of us just because of the uh, Bears, Patriots, both of our teams kind of going up against them uh, in division play. So, what are your thoughts on the Patriots in this game? You think yeah, this is Tom, Tom Brady against Khalil Mack and that rush, uh, pass rush? Yeah, this is an important game for both teams. Um, the Patriots want to stay hot, the Bears want to get back on track. That defense did not look good against the Dolphins and the Dolphins have not had the greatest of offenses at, you know, through six games, but mm-hmm. um, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the bears are going to have to figure some things out. Trubisky's actually looked better than expected. Um, can that continue? I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of the Patriots just like they're going to throw all sorts of different looks at the Bears, we might see a Josh Gordon sighting. Hell, we might even see Gronk do something. He's been quiet yeah, um, he, at, at the start of the season. He's definitely been quiet. Fantasy owners have not been happy with his performance being that top tight end. And we'll see what he can do. But, yeah, that is a good point. Gronk has not done a whole heck of a lot. and You're kind of expecting him down the stretch to start making big plays. And it might get going against the Bears. They do have a uh, Roquan Smith. Who knows who's actually going to be covering Gronk, if they're going to put a corner on him, if they're going to put a linebacker on him, what the deal is going to be there. But, yeah, Patriots seem like the safe pick here. Um, And I'm hoping that this is the one time I'm probably going to root for the Patriots. Well, until they play the Vikings, then I'll root for them again. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, I'm picking the Patriots in this one too. I would like to see the Bears have a decent performance against them. Um, I'm I just don't know what to expect now. Now that the now that the Bears have lost to the 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 Dolphins, I I just don't know. I I think that the luster has has left their, their you know their name. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean. I think the Bears could rebound, but we'll see. I hope they fall off, but we'll see what happens with them. And then Drew Brees coming out of a bye week with the Saints, going up against the Ravens. Do you think this could turn into a potential shootout, or do you think Joe Flacco just doesn't have the firepower to run with New Orleans? Oh, this can definitely be a shootout. Um, interesting note about this game is the Ravens are the only team that Drew Brees has um, never beaten. So he's okay. owned four in his lifetime against the Ravens. This might be 
one of his last attempts to actually get a win against them. He's beaten yeah. every other team in the NFL, including the Saints, when he was on the Chargers. Um, so this could be a motivation game for, for Breeze, but the Ravens is strong. It's a home game for the Ravens. Joe Flacco is no slouch, and the Saints' defense is bad. A lot of these signs point towards the Ravens uh, potentially slowing down the Saints, but I'm still picking the Saints. <laughs> uh, do you know that that was a good stat? Do you know any other quarterback? Now, there might be two, but I know one of them for sure. You know the other quarterback who's beaten all other 32 teams? I know Brett Favre is one. I'm not sure if Manning did it or not. Yeah, that's so I know 100% that Brett Favre, very good, Ryan, very good. You know your stuff. Yes, Brett Favre did do it. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look up to see whether or not Peyton Manning um, did it because I don't know if he beat all those teams. I think he did actually do it because he would have beaten the Colts when he was with the Broncos. And then um, – I think he was at where when he was with the Colts that he had actually beaten every other team except the Colts, and then he did it with the Broncos. So I think those are the only two that have actually done that. And right. then if, New, if Drew Brees is able to accomplish that, that would be a fun and interesting feat. But, yes, yeah, Saints, I think the Saints are rolling right now. They're probably going to run through the Ravens. Um, Joe Flacco might make it interesting, but Joe Flacco might make it uninteresting as well. Um, so last game, got the Bengals against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, the Chiefs, I'm worried about their defense. I think it's a pretty easy defense to expose. Um, but Patrick Mahomes has looked so good, but you can't really rely on a second-year quarterback Every week, um, Bengals. What are your thoughts on Cincinnati? Yeah, the the Bengals are hot right now. They they're they're hot because they feel like they should have won against the Steelers. That they they felt like they got uh, gypped from a call that helped Antonio Brown break free for the potential game winning touchdown. Um, you know they they had only experienced one loss prior to that game. And uh, they had been looking pretty good uh, on all sil- on all aspects of football, offense, defense, special teams. Um, so they're hungry. The the Chiefs are, are are looking for a bounce back game too. This will be interesting. It's in Kansas City, which I think gives the Chiefs a slight edge. Um, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to pick the Chiefs on this one uh, just because I trust Mahomes more than I trust Dalton. Okay. I'm I'm debating in this one. I think uh, – I think I'm going to go Cincinnati Bengals in this one. Oh. And I do feel like the Bengals have enough firepower. And I do think – as much as you want to trust the young quarterback, uh, I still think Andy Dalton does have veteran experience. He does have the connection with A.J. Green. Joe Mixon, when he plays, looks good. Uh, their offense has a lot of firepower, and 
Chiefs could get an, uh, another shootout once again, but I'm taking Cincinnati to uh, win this one uh, over Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, which Arrowhead Stadium is a raucous place, but we'll see. I think Cincinnati could knock off the Chiefs, and only bad thing about that is it gives New England pretty much the number one seed and kind of knocks the Chiefs out of the, getting that honor for themselves. But we're going to have to see it. It's going to be an interesting weekend of baseball, some NBA action, college football. going to have, obviously, NFL action tomorrow. And then uh, probably should talk a little bit more about the NHL next week. And also in the coming weeks, we're going to have college basketball action, which I'm looking forward to. So anything you want to add before we sign off? Here? Uh, no, no, that we, we wrapped it up pretty well today. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be yeah. back next week. Appreciate your time. Have a good one. Yep. Take it easy.